Greetings, welcome, bienvenidos, hola, aloha, ni hao, namaste, konnichiwa, bonjour, bonjourno, sawadee karab, guten tak, ciao, wee wee bang, half a day, jai jinendra, salam, shalom, peace, now, go vegan, peace, how, go vegan. From the new right-left coast of the genetically mutated McNugget Pharmaceutical Vivisection Prison Killitary Industrial Corporation Nation in the cheese-covered, post-constitutional, bankster-bankrupt, corruptocracy, mocracy, criminocracy, unchallenged by meteocrity, food-borne in the NSA, NRA, CIA, FBI, um, USA, home of Uncle Sam Manella, where they sure do eat a lot of dead animal body parts, and the Wall Street-backed corporate diet of death, disease, and destruction is shoved down your throat, this is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, sponsored today by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, yoga practitioners, and yes, vegans get lower rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash GVR to see if you qualify uh, to get a quote. Check it out. Take the vegan quiz. That's healthiq.com slash GVR, as in Go Vegan Radio. And this is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. I've been a bit distracted lately, uh, working on details for L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest, where one love includes the animals, too. So it's like uh, it's like reggae plus vegan equal uh, the highest love, the highest one love. Huh? Um, are tickets on sale yet? I don't know. This is a uh, recorded podcast, uh, similar to a time machine. Um, in the present, for me today, tickets are not on sale. But when you hear this podcast, um, I am talking to you in the past when tickets were not on sale. But today, when you are listening, they may actually be on sale. I recommend you check right now at LAReggaeVeganFest.com. Well, you don't feel like doing that right now? Well, uh, perhaps the past me should tell the present you whom you will be seeing in the future at L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest. Uh, that is, if you buy your tickets right now, if in fact they are available yet, um, they will be very soon, if not already. And depending upon how far in the future you are listening to me on this very podcast, they may already be sold out, even though, as I speak to you today, they haven't gone on sale yet. Uh, but time is strange, isn't it? Uh, it's a strange thing. It will be Sunday, October 7th, before you know it. Um, and that will be the day of L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest at Woodley Park in Van Nuys. Now, if you have kids, you'll want to be there no later than 10.30 in the morning for our kids show with Jamaica Bob. Kids 12 and under get in for free. 
the first hundred kids, 12 and under, will get a free animal coloring page designed by vegan artist Victoria Hart. Um, okay, so as uh, far as the music goes on stage, center stage, starting at 11 a.m., I mean, this is one of the most amazingly awesome music events ever. So, I mean, 11 a.m., do not miss the Simkin Project. Do not miss the Simkin Project. Do not miss a minute of the music. This is going to be such an unbelievable day. Um, and then after the Simkin Project, we have Lemoor and the Mystic Band featuring General Ja Mikey. And uh, then after Lemoor, um, Sister Carol. Sister Carol. And then it's Bushman. This is this is an incredible day of music. This is like this is there's never been anything like it. So, you, are you hearing me? So, Sister Carol, we have Bushman, and that's not all. No, we we have Maccabee. Yes, Maccabee at L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest. This is I, I mean they're just uh, incredible, isn't it? And that's not all. We will also have Glenn Washington. For this most amazing music event ever um and uh okay so yeah you, you can hit pause on this podcast right now and check to see if tickets are on sale or, or ch- if they're not on sale right now check again very soon within a day or two or three at the most maybe within minutes time is very strange keep checking back uh with a musical lineup like this we do expect a sellout this is uh it's really an incredible day. Spectacular superstar reggae headliners all day long. And we have mind-blowing speakers who will be on the main stage also. Oh, and also talking in an area adjacent to the Paid Festival, uh, just south of the Paid event, which is L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest, which is presented by Go Vegan Radio, your favorite 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, we will also be presenting the Free College of Vegan Knowledge um, right next to the uh, Paid Festival. Uh, this side, you know, that side of the fence will be free and open to the public. And also, people who buy tickets to LA Reggae Vegan Fest will be able to go uh, back and forth. Uh, uh, between the uh, main stage area, the, the main festival, and the uh, free college of vegan knowledge, uh, as much as you want, as long as you have the wristband on. So, um, and then, um, oh, so who's speaking that day in the not too distant future that will be here practically tomorrow, Sunday, October 7th, Woodley Park in Van Nuys? Who's speaking? Okay, so we have Professor Gary Francione. Uh, in fact, later in this show, I will be talking to Professor Francione and Professor Anna Charlton about how vegan should the vendors be at L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest. I predict an interesting discussion on that later in this program. Um, and uh, Gary Francione will be speaking that day, October 7th, Woodley Park, at LA Reggae Vegan Fest. Also speaking will be from Ethiopia, our, our very good friend Antenna Roba, MD, President of the International Fund for Africa. 
Our Mighty May, Doctor of Veterinary Medicine, will talk about vegan dogs and cats and the campaign to get vegan dog food into L.A. shelters. Um, and our friend, gee, everybody, everybody is our friend. We're talking as if we're, we're in Congress right now. All, our, all of our friends. Um, our friend Eric Weissman will also be there, the founder of Evolution Vegan Dog and Cat Food. He's all excited lately about putting beet pulp and um, cranberries in all of his dry food right now in Evolution uh, Vegan Dog and Cat Food. Um, he's telling us that uh, the, uh, the beet pulp and the cranberries um, are really amazing, getting amazing results, amazingly beneficial for improving urinary tract health, which is really important. Um, and by the way, call Evolution the first Wednesday of every month for discounts. Uh, the phone number is 800-659-0104. It's 25. No, so um, it's uh, OK. So you get 20 uh, percent off uh, dry food when you call the first Wednesday of the month or you get 10 percent off canned food if you call the first Wednesday of the month. Uh, that number again, 800-659-0104. And um, you can call any day of the month. Uh, if you're a new customer, you'll get 25% off your first order of dry food. And as I said, now uh, containing beet pulp and cranberries. And um, you can also call if you're having health issues, uh, your companion animals are ha having health issues, uh, talk to Eric Weissman about those. He might be able to help with uh, specific supplementation. So, okay. Uh, who else is talking at the Free College of Vegan Knowledge and also on the main stage at LA Reggae Vegan Fest? Dolly Vias Ahuja will be talking, and uh, she is from a Gandhian family in India, uh, very interested in uh, ahimsa and why dairy is himsa, not ahimsa. Um, she has a very interesting campaign going on with uh, Indian temples. Uh, the Free College of Vegan Knowledge will be moderated by our very own Anuj Shah, Ph.D., so uh, a wide range of animal issues to be discussed, health and environmental subjects also. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, uh, Abiose will be doing his inimitable poetry at L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest. He brought down the house at the World Vegan Summit and Expo, so uh, he'll be there too. I will be speaking and uh, will serve as uh, MC. So get your tickets now, uh, if they're available, or soon, when they will be. Um, please contact us if you're interested in being a sponsor, or a vendor, or a volunteer. Um, and again, the website is LAReggaeVeganFest.com, Sunday, October 7th, Woodley Park, uh, right where Veg uh, VegFest is being held, um, as... Uh, you know, it all comes full circle for me. World Fest, the event that I got started back in the year 2000, became VegFest. And now we go back to Woodley Park to start L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest. 
And uh, if you'd like to uh, make a donation to Go Vegan Radio for our efforts in media, in education, in putting together special events, now would be a great time. There are lots of expenses in organizing something like this. Um, so many uh, details. I mean, I tell you, I've just been totally distracted from anything else going on. I don't know what's going on in the world. Um, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's good. Maybe I'll keep it that way. Uh, ignorance is bliss um, to a degree. I mean, uh, just within the last few days, I I drove past the McDonald's. And I do recommend that to everyone that you drive past McDonald's. Uh, do not stop. Uh, drive past all those slashed food restaurants, the axes of evil, uh, you know, that uh, include uh, McDevils and uh, Murder King, When Dies, Kills Junior, Jack the Ripper in a Box, uh, Killing for Cash KFC. Taco Hell, Dead Lobster, Up Chuck E. Cheese, Skin and Snout, Skin and Snout, that's what a hamburger is all about. Anyway, so I noticed the flag at McDonald's was at half staff, uh, which if someone said that to you, uh, you know, back when you were a kid, uh, you know, your flag is at half staff, it meant uh, pull up your zipper. So uh, curious about who died, um, although the flag should always be at half-staff at McDonald's, considering the billions and billions killed all the animals and uh, you know, all the people eventually getting heart disease, cancer, um, diabetes, stroke, you know. Keep, keep the flag at half-staff there, McDonald's. So I said, uh, okay, Google, uh, you know what I'm going to ask, right? And Google said, uh, oh, you want me to connect you to Radio Bobby again? Huh? So I said, no, I don't want you to connect me to Radio Bobby again. No, wait, I, I do want you to connect me to, to Radio Bobby again. Okay, Leah, let's, let's do that. Um, and uh, then Google said, uh, no, I can't. I'm too distraught over the death of Barbara Bush. Didn't you notice that flags are at half staff, you protein-deficient anarchist? Get a job, get a life. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Thanks, thanks. I get the message. That's enough. You answered my question. Um, holy cow. The, the, the red, white, and blue and the McDonald's uh, blood red and pus yellow flags were indeed, um, you know, um, down the pole, uh, doing, doing, doing pole dancing halfway, halfway to the top um, for Barbara Bush who just died at age 92. Aha! Vegan Kobe Siegenthaler made it to 93. Um, and Kobe Siegenthaler uh, outlived Barbara Bush. And Kobe Siegenthaler did it without eating babies covered in blood, uh, killed in uh, ritual sacrifice, uh, uh, which we know as... Uh, Barbecue, um, satanic ritual known as barbecue. Um, was Barbara Bush the daughter of the devil, the wife of the devil, or the mother of the devil? Well, well that would make her her own grandmother, wouldn't it? I remember that old country song, I'm My Own Grandpa. I started my radio career at a country station, KDOL in Mojave. I was playing I'm My Own Grandpa. 
little did I know in the future that uh, you know what Barbara Bush would be would come under consideration and I'd I'd remember that good old oldie huh was Barbara Bush the daughter of the devil the wife of the devil or the mother of the devil well stop stop no no uh, the correct answer is she was a breath mint you're both right um, so uh, all you have to do uh, really basically is uh, stup, uh, stup some CIA guy who killed his way to the White House and the flag goes to half-mast when you die uh, yeah, that's what you gotta do you just uh, ah, t and actually too bad George H.W. Bush George Herbert Walker Bush didn't pull up his zipper numerous times in the past and really is there no greater advertisement for birth control or for abstinence than the image of George H.W. Bush and Barbara Bush stooping? Um, you know, I basically screw some guy who probably played a role in the assassination of JFK and you become an iconic American figure. Barbara Bush came to be known as America's matriarch, pretty much ensuring uh, the popularity of patriarchy uh, for the foreseeable future. America's matriarch. Um, what a role model. She, she's, she was the role model mom, huh? This, this, this woman was America's matriarch, the, the mom role model from a crime family. Uh, you know, a, a, a crime family that was intric intricately involved with doing business with the Nazis in World War Two. I mean, you know, Prescott Bush, you know, and all the companies, Achtung and Tung, I mean, AT&T and Coca-Cola, all of them, you know, doing business with the Nazis, uh, including uh, the Bush family. Uh, from whom we get our beloved role model mom. I mean, shouldn't every mom want her son to grow up to become a war criminal? Uh, that's a heartwarming story, isn't it? You know, mother and son. Um, shouldn't every mom want her son to grow up uh, and, and kill a million innocent people uh, based on nothing but lies? I mean, that, wouldn't every mom just want that? Uh, like, is, isn't that what every mom would want? Those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere. Nope, no weapons over there. supposed to be in here this is the skull and bone secret signal well what a, what a well-adjusted uh, son with a great sense of humor yes what a, what a great mom what mom wouldn't be proud to have her son engage in torture uh, what mom wouldn't be proud to have her son rip the Constitution to shreds and uh, and almost be almost be able to pronounce uh, some of the words uh, correctly while reading a children's book on 9-11 as the World Trade Center uh, and America collapsed right before our very eyes. 
Hmm. Um, I, don't, I really don't know why Barbara Bush didn't do a parenting magazine or, or a, a, you know, a, a mom podcast, you know, to, to tell us how it's done, you know, to, to, to set that example and, you know, to, you know, to have not just one criminal mastermind for offspring, but also to have Mr. Personality Jeb Clampett uh, in the family also. I mean... What a mom, huh? Conveniently, uh, that son uh, elected governor of Florida so he could throw the election to Mrs. Bush's, you know, accomplished son, the the smart, the intelligent one. Um, And let us not forget uh, there was another Bush bro, Neil, the bankster uh, fraudster. Yeah, Barbara Bush was some mother. All right, so anyway... 6,000 people came to pay their respects to America's matriarch. Um, So uh, what does that say other than, I think we have a Nazianal morality problem here. Uh, I mean, only in America. A son who kills a million innocent people for no reason. And you're America's mom. Good job, mom. Um... I just got a message from uh, some hucksters that call themselves Prevent Cruelty California. Um, The headline reads, We did it! I see that as an admission of guilt. It, this uh, Prevent Cruelty California says, We did it, we collected over the 600,000 signatures needed to get on the ballot Uh, from people who thought they were going to prevent some sort of cruelty which of course they won't Uh, they are as duped as someone believing that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq Um, and uh, now uh, the people who uh, collected these signatures turn out to be the real weapons of mass destruction, at least to the animals, uh, doing the work of the egg industry. And uh, who's, who's, who's more destructive to chickens than the egg industry? Um, uh, well, the people who collected signatures, uh, the weapons of mass destruction, the people as duped as if they were, you know, as, as if it were a CIA psychological operation. We did it. We did it. huh? Now we can be happy when millions of male chicks are ground or suffocated just after birth. We did it. We did it. We are making everyone happy about torture um, as if we were all children of Barbara Bush. Yeah. You, you did it, you son of a bush. You did it, you daughter of a bush. Um, we did it. We duped the public into thinking that mutilation and harsh confinement and murder of millions of hens uh, are uh, a victory. Mission accomplished. Just like, just like Mrs. Bush's son there on the aircraft carrier. Congratulations. Mission accomplished. Coming up on today's show, uh, we will talk to Mario Fabri, who um, uh, whose show, Trying Vegan with Mario, just debuted. 
And later, as I mentioned, we will uh, talk to Professor Gary Francione and Professor Anna Charlton on how vegan should the vendors be at L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest. Uh, did I mention uh, the website? Uh, it's LAReggaeVeganFest.com. And please support uh, this program and our vegan education, activism, and advocacy. Uh, it costs money to do this uh, show. Um, we've been doing it for 17 years now. This is the first ever vegan program in the media. We started this in 2001, a year after World Fest. Back in 2000, when I went around promoting World Fest to various radio stations in the Los Angeles area, a producer at KRLA said, oh, you have a background in broadcasting and a background in animal rights issues and veganism. You should be doing a radio show. Uh, so thank you, Suzanne Lachan, for... Uh, uh, your contribution to my life. I didn't think this would that it would last 17 years. I thought maybe two or three weeks, but here we are, 17 years later, and still going strong for the cause, the most important cause in the world, helping everyone go vegan and uh, helping everyone see the reasons to go vegan. There's no excuse. Uh, just no excuse. Okay, so... Um, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. You can make a tax-deductible donation at GoVeganRadio.com. You can also support us through Patreon, and all that information is there at GoVeganRadio.com. music entertainment uh, without interruptions for commercials that have you know meat dairy fish eggs so using animals wearing animals none of that on radiobobby.com great music there and uh, also LA reggae vegan fest we should have tickets for sale by the time you're listening to this and we should have the entire artist roster headliners, fantastic reggae performers. We should have that whole roster up on the website by now. Uh, if not, remember we're a small grassroots nonprofit and uh, you can make donations and things can happen more quickly. There's a donate button at goveganradio.com. And, uh, you know, we, we may act as if we're the only vegan show in all of entertainment and in the whole show business world. Uh, that's probably because at one time we were, back in 2001, when we first came on the air on KRLA in Los Angeles, there was no vegan radio show, TV show, podcast. What's a podcast in 2001? What's the internet? I had to go to the radio stations. I had to go to KRLA in Los Angeles and had to work directly with KYCY in San Francisco when that came on. And so it was it was a whole different world then. And uh, well, that's 17 years ago. I 
I can't imagine that I'm still the only vegan show. And I thought, well, let's let's see what's happening out there. And and what about what about a vegan show that would debut well, this month, this year, now in April? And lo and behold, and I think that's the first time I've ever said lo and behold, um, along comes an email from Mario Fabri, and um, it's very complimentary, and of course flattery will get you everywhere, so so here's Mario with us today. Hi Mario, how are you doing? Yes, hi Bob. I'm doing amazing, feeling better than ever, been eating a lot of, a lot of healthy food today, and just on, on quite the energy high right now. I'm loving it. Okay, well terrific. Mario has yes, just yes. Uh, started his, his show called Trying Vegan with Mario, and... Uh, and you're at your best ever, is that what you're saying? Right here, right now? Yeah, right here, right now. I'm, I'm at my best ever. A, lot, a big part of my show is I'm on this journey to find the healthiest plant-based foods in the world. So every day I wake up and I'm starting to do some experiments in the kitchen, learn about some nutritional health benefits, and, and eat the food that's gonna make me feel amazing. So every, every day I'm feeling a little bit better as I've been on this journey. Okay, well, let's not ruin it. Maybe we should stop now. And not... <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're going to keep improving. I'm excited to learn a few things from you. Like you had mentioned before, you've been on the air for a while. You're a pioneer. So this is this is a part of my journey. I, I bring guests on my show, and, and just as I am a guest on your show, I'm, I'm also here to learn as well. Okay, well, I've, uh, I've been practicing this vegan thing for uh, 34 years now, and uh, so – and. And how old are you? How are starting your nice new vegan I'm, show? I'm 25 years old. You're 25 <laughs> years old, so yeah. uh, <laughs> got a couple of years on me. So uh, I guess uh, I went. Does that mean I went vegan when you were nine? No, 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 no. I went. Yeah, it's minus. It's minus. Stuff. <laughs> it's like <laughs> way years before. Yeah. So uh, uh, let's see. 25 to 34. 25, 30. Uh, <laughs> nine. I went vegan nine years before you uh, were born. Right. You, you were ahead of the curve. I wonder what was the vegan industry like back then? Well, I have to tell you, there was one product out there that tried to imitate cheese. It was called Soy Mage, and I didn't like it, and I bought it every six months hoping that it would improve, <laughs> but it, it never did, you know, but... Uh, Oh, well, I, I was thrilled to discover tofu. My whole world changed when I oh, heard yeah. there was something called uh, tofu. But, uh, yeah, this uh, this started long ago for me, really, um, in college when I was cooking a chicken one night and looked down and saw the body and said, I can't participate in this violence anymore <laughs> and killing. And it doesn't look like the chicken volunteered, so... I don't think I can eat animals anymore. And then, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was the first you know, vegetarian I ever knew and uh, continued to eat dairy and eggs for a while, not realizing the cruelty and the killing that go into those also. So when I learned that, I had to uh, stop that and do the right thing and, and go vegan. Now, what got you started on your mission or interest here in a vegan and a vegan show like how did this all come about for you yeah it, it all started a couple of years ago uh and a couple of years ago let's, let's take a picture of my life so a couple of years ago I, I was in college i was eating very unhealthy eating a lot of candy a lot of junk food snack food my dad owns an italian sausage factory so at the time some of my my core recipes were cheese lasagna and italian beef and sausage uh, a lot of processed meats and, and a lot of things that weren't fueling my body in the best way. 
Uh, and then right around that time, I just started reading books. I read a book called Fasting and Eating for Health. And this is a book about a guy named Dr. Joel Furman. And today, Dr. Joel Furman is one of the top nutritional researchers in the world. Uh, he's an author of many books and written tons and tons of recipes and helped people transform their life through the food that they're eating. But in his book, he tells a story about how 25 years ago, when he was around my age, he was competing for the Olympics and he had injured himself. And upon this injury, he was told that he'd never be able to compete again at figure skating, which is what he was doing in the Olympics. And uh, so a little time goes by and he's meeting with doctors and, and learning about different surgeries and experimental things he could do to get his health back into shape. Uh, and, and nothing comes up until one day the doctors come to him and they tell him that there is this new experimental surgery they could give him to help him and potentially be able to walk again. So first he's going to jump into it. He's thinking, should I do this? Is this my only chance to, to walk again? And then he decides to do a little bit of research. And what he finds out is that there's, there's something to be said for the food and the things that you're putting into your body. So then what he decides to do is he learns about fasting. And for, for about a week, he, he goes on this fast thinking that maybe when you're fasting, your body can then decide to start to digest the disease and cure your body. So a week goes by, um, nothing happens. Two weeks go by, nothing happens. Three weeks go by, and the doctors are starting to tell him that this could be dangerous, and, and he should stop what he's doing, and he should get this surgery. Uh, but he continues to persist for about 40 days, and eventually, the fast actually works, and it eats away his disease, and it cures his leg. He could walk again, and at that moment, he realized that there must be something to the food that we're putting in our bodies and the things that we're eating, and, and there must be something wrong about maybe what what the industries are telling us we should be eat we should be eating which is you know largely meats and cheeses and, and pasteurized foods and and not enough vegetables so then dr joelman for dr joel Furman goes on this journey learns about the best things to put in your body and figures out that it is all around plant food uh so when i heard that story when i, when I read that book and eventually when i met dr joel Furman, that's when i realized that there must be something to the food that we're eating uh, and that sent me on this journey to learn from experts who could teach me about the best food we could put in our body. And a lot of what that is, is vegan food. Vegan food is the most nutrient-dense, nutrient-rich foods you can eat. So I want to figure out what are the recipes and what are the things that we can do to incorporate that into our diets more and more and just start feeling our best, getting healthier, and you know, ultimately changing the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is, there, is there something tweeting in the background there? Some sort of... Just oh, um... Those might be the birds. There are tons of birds flying around. Oh, okay, well, now. good, good. Then we're happy about that. I just wasn't sure if uh, it was like a computer. Uh, no, no. A computer simulation of birds. But no, uh, there are there. like tons of birds in my backyard. Oh, I wish good. it's to walk up in space with a lot of trees and nature and a few geckos. Well, then, okay, happy, happy songs. Then we're hearing. <laughs> yes. so, terrific. So, yes. so, so. Um, you had an interest in improving your health. Was that it? You weren't feeling well and you were reading books about better health? Was that what was yeah, going on? Or, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I was interested in improving my health, health, mm -hmm. trying to figure out how can I have the most energy and get in the best sh shape and, you know, live live a longer life and lessen my risk of foodborne diseases. Because, you know, in, in America, heart disease is the number one killer. Uh, and what causes heart disease? Um, and that is hardening of the arteries and plaque within our arteries. And a lot of that is caused by meats and cheeses and processed foods. So, you know, cut that out and you can get in better shape. Yeah. And well, and as we can see, people 
reverse uh, the most horrible chronic diseases by going vegan. And so yep. the idea is to get the meat, dairy, fish, eggs, and honey uh, off our plate and uh, eat what grows from the earth. Now, um, when you started making this realization about uh, being vegan, uh, did your father start wondering what kind of son he had raised, considering, <laughs> didn't you say that... Uh, uh, what there was a sausage factory in the family? What? Uh... Yeah, yes, my, my dad has uh, an Italian sausage factory. It was actually founded by my grandfather, who who has the same name as me, um, which is interesting because if you were to Google Mario Fabri right now, uh, half the information will say that Mario Fabri founded an Italian sausage factory, and then the other half will say that Mario Fabri has a vegan cooking show. Uh, that's kind of a funny well, thing. It, it makes sense, actually, if one were doing a, a real sausage factory, I think that <laughs> should lead one to to a ve you yeah. know, oh, yeah. to, to veganism right away. Like, ah, that, yeah, that, no, that that's should a, be a wake up call. But that's a, uh, what did you see there? Like, what uh, what what was in the Italian sausage factory? Like, what was there? What, I mean, yeah, it's a place that manufactures meat. So they take in animal carcasses and they debone them and they take out the different uh, types of meats and convert them into sausage products, which they then typically will ship to pizzerias or ship frozen to other companies that will then package and rebrand them and, and sell them, um, you know, big, big companies across across the world. So you saw big body parts there, like they yeah, were hanging yeah. animal body parts yeah. that uh, one could look at and say, like, I'm I'm running, I'm you know, like, <laughs> like, like, like it's a horror show. But it's yeah. amazing how we uh, were desensitized and uh, what what's normal to us, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's amazing because you mentioned the story about how you had you saw the chicken and you're like, this is one of those moments where I'm realizing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but but for me it was I didn't I wasn't able to have that opportunity because I had been raised in in a situation where it was so normal to me like you had mentioned it was desensitized so seeing seeing body animals that was just kind of a part of the culture that was as a part of cooking that was you know visible in my household my my entire life so it, it took a little bit longer and it took a different different turnkey moment to make me realize that shift. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a part of all of our culture. And I, I'm sure I walked down the street and saw chickens hanging in the window and still, you know, continued to eat chickens. But, it, you know, just that one particular night when I was handling the body in the frying pan and looking down, you know, it wasn't around nondescript food item. It was someone's body. And it was like, whoa. You know what? What am I causing here? Okay, yeah. I'm going to uh, now announce that I am the strangest of all my friends. So, <laughs> you know, my future ex-mother-in-law was yelling at me, "You're gonna die if you eat like that. What's wrong with you?" You know. Really? Like, so yeah, well, I, I, may, I may still die, but it may be a lot further into the future than, than, uh, than planned. You sound <laughs> so um and so then so so what all the, all the body parts are ground up and then they're put into casings is that what it is i'm just curious yeah, they're i'm ground up put into casings they they got the machines they they stuff the sausage links into the casing and then they just go into a box they're small links big links all different all different sizes yeah and and um something i kind of want to touch on that, that you mentioned is how you, you became vegan and all of your friends were totally taken aback um, and I just want to first of all thank you for the work that you've been putting in because that's not really the case anymore. Vegan is taking this interesting turn where people are people are realizing more. Maybe it has something to do with social media, the internet awareness, our ability to to see and talk about things that in the past were just 
hidden behind these these high gigantic companies like Tyson and their in their warehouses that we don't really see. But um, now it's it's the opposite. I'm I'm telling some of my friends that I have a vegan cooking show, and the people from high school who I I didn't even have great relationships with are now reaching out to me like, Mario, this is so cool. My I had somebody recently mention to me their their mom is sick and their doctor said that maybe eating plant-based foods could help them but they don't know where to begin and the doctor doesn't have any information for them so I have this person reaching out to me saying hey Mario what are some cool vegan tips that we can we can give my mom to help her make eating vegan food easier so it's amazing because people are more interested in eating vegan food but there still isn't enough information out there to help them so it's it's a shift that we're seeing right now. So we got to keep making this content. Keep oh, open. and I, I I feel that it's changed since I started doing the show. Uh, it you know which was a curiosity piece like like you know all all I would hear is like he doesn't even eat eggs. That's always you know that's always in the you know the reaction is yeah. not even eggs. So uh, and now you know I I always have a vegan t-shirt or a sweatshirt or cap on and people want to talk about it all the time there's uh, oh, yeah. there's great interest in it and if we are to uh, believe uh, report buyer UK its estimates saying that um, in 2014 1% of the US population identified as vegan and now it's up to 6% so um, I'm taking full credit for that starting the yes. first vegan show and uh, and paving the way for you so your show isn't so, yes. so strange so um, well how did it how did this become well you, you you had interest in improving your health you weren't feeling that well you read uh, dr. Joel Furman's book Yep. How does that become a TV show again? When you and, and you also <laughs> and, <laughs> and you and you have the uh, uh, the um, sausage uh, factory. What are what are casings anyway? By the way, I, I'm so, so like a morbid interest. But, you know uh, what? I, what is I, it, do you know what the casings are made of? What are they? The I think you just struck me with the morbid interest as well because I I never had an interest in casings until this moment. I'm, <laughs> okay, well let's. It's something uh, that. Uh, oh, it's, oh it's, and 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 this would this would be. <laughs> a good time in, in vegan education to say that uh, the World Health Organization has identified processed foods, which means sausage, bacon, you know, yep. hot dogs, all as uh, class 1A carcinogens. They they cause cancer, so you, you better get your father on some uh, tofurkey Italian sausage, which is hey. really delicious, um, and field roast, the uh, smoked apple sage. Um, very, very tasty. How, well, you, you've been exp Oh, well, I did want to see how the TV how the TV show came from. You read that you read Joel Furman's yeah. book, so yeah. So it, that was a, a kind of a crazy series of events. So, so backing up, I'm 25 years old, uh, and I've always had this belief that if you focus on doing good work, if you focus on doing something that's going to better yourself and the environment, and and work really, really hard, then almost anything could happen. Uh, and I had just been working really hard. Uh, I started out with a healthy food blog, taking pictures, trying to figure out a way, how can I get some of this content into the world? How can I teach my friends and family about the benefits of coconut oil and figure out ways to teach people that quinoa is a very high protein grain, is a way that you could get some of your vegetarian protein. So I was, I was taking photos of these different types of foods and recipes and, and this was just a couple years ago on, on my way towards having a cooking show and then I, I started filming videos and eventually I started producing other people's cooking shows uh, and then about six months ago one of the chefs that I was supposed to be filming for the cooking show he 
he didn't show up. He wasn't there for to do his job. And we had this waffle maker that needed to be demonstrated. It was the job for the day. And I had been filming people for a long time, and I was like, I think I could, I think I could step in and demonstrate this waffle maker on camera. So I, I walk on camera, I demonstrate the waffle maker. I, I have a lot of fun doing it. I, I feel a connection to being on camera, and my client really, really enjoyed my personality and the way I was able to do it. And and at that moment, I realized I think that this might be my biggest opportunity to take that that food blog I had a couple of years ago and actually create. A voice around healthy food. Uh, so the the show I had been producing at the time, it wasn't focused on health. It wasn't something I was passionate about. So I just kind of took it in my own hands to to film an episode of the ideal perfect cooking show that I would want to create. And it was a cooking show where I could bring expert vegan chefs into my kitchen and teach me how to cook vegan food. And I could play the role of that vegan curious, you know. Uh, wants to eat healthier but doesn't know how to type of consumer, which I have been for a long time, and make that the focus of my show. So I create the show, and I work with a production company. We start pitching it to a bunch of networks. My first thought is, the world's not ready for this. You know, Vegan is still a little bit taboo, but the response we got was amazing. A lot of these shows are talking about how they see the future if, of food being more plant-based. This is, this is something that, like you said, went from 1% to 6%, and it's only expected to get all the way to 30% and you know just keep rising from there. So not only did the networks feel connected to the purpose, but they also saw this is actually a huge business opportunity right now. So they liked my show, they liked my concept, they liked my personality, and a channel called Roku uh, decided to pick it up for the first season, and starting April 1st, I got five episodes on this uh, streaming device called Roku that has 20 million subscribers. We got over 50,000 downloads of my show in the first two weeks, so people are liking it. People are choosing to watch this vegan cooking show, and I'm getting comments already, people making the recipes, transforming the recipes, and thanking me for helping them eat healthier, so uh, it all it all came from me genuinely wanting to figure out a way to help people eat healthier and then the financial and business opportunity uh, just kind of popped up out of nowhere and it all makes a lot of sense and, and we're growing from there. Mm -hmm. And it just started on Roku when? Uh, April 1st. Okay. No yeah. fooling. So, no fooling. Um, and the show is uh, Trying Vegan with Mario, Mario yes. Fabri with us here yep. today and so so now you approach the show as vegan curious you are the vegan curious host meaning uh not vegan yet not vegan yet correct i am taking the steps i say i get i get one percent more vegan just about every single day okay <laughs> Sorry well, to well, well, today, is, today is an extra special day mario in your life <laughs> with Bob today I know what that means <laughs> what, what, what it means is that uh, how, how much more percent is there to go to uh, be a hundred percent vegan so I'd say I, I'm at 91 <laughs> percent oh so we can easily do nine percent today so we'll definitely get there <laughs> plus you uh, like all of your first season shows are already recorded as as your vegan curious right Yes, yes, we got we got first season down. I've I've made some progress. <laughs> okay, so so you're vegan curious the first season, Mario. People are gonna look at you the second season and say, "Wait, he should have gotten it by now, right? <laughs> he should that nine percent." Now, what oh, no. could what what could possibly be the nine percent holding you back? Like, what what's the addiction? Now, 
Mario, <laughs> I'm looking at your website. You have yeah. vegan eggplant parmesan. Yeah. So, like, yeah. there can be no excuse. Uh, you know, I mean, like, it's great that you were the vegan curious. And, of course, all the information convinces you right you have to do it that's that's the example uh that we that we have to set here i'm sorry that i'm rewriting the whole show and the I whole know, concept i'm, and costing, like, okay, I'm costing roku millions here right now you see this roku going out of business roku stock down because mario goes actually does go vegan but um <laughs> you know what i i love i love your attitude about this i think i think you are definitely on the right path where People should be going to that place and they should be be becoming vegan. And you know what? I, one thing that I've found difficult is that approaching vegan as a all or noth, nothing mentality for some people. I'm, I'm not disregarding what you just said. I think what you said is, is so true and, and so amazing. And I totally support people becoming vegan. And and, and there'll be and there'll be more. Uh, I think. How about for season two? If I maintain this ninety percent vegan, so that I could create maintain that relatability that I have with my audience and continue to be able to learn things, then maybe season three we could potentially have that shift. And and maybe we could even have Bob come into my kitchen and I could teach you a few things. Oh and no, that, no, that would be great. You, you can definitely teach me because I see in the eggplant parmesan, I. I've been soaking, you know, slice the eggplant and I soak it in soy milk, organic soy milk, <laughs> to try to make the breadcrumbs stick. But it looks like you had a secret. What What was in your recipe that I've already learned from you? You young, yeah. you know, what, I don't want to say whippersnapper or something. But I'll take it. Right. I'll, you <laughs> got to be a little bit of a rebel and a whippersnapper to change the food industry. But, but I have to, I have to w worry that whippersnapper might be a vegan, a, a speciesist expression. You know, okay. I don't. Refer to you know so, but um so what was the secret of keeping the breadcrumbs uh, sticking on the eggplant? This is a key problem in cooking: is how can we get those crispy breadcrumbs to to coat on top of our eggplant, on our on our crispy cauliflower, our our broccoli, our broccoli buffalo cauliflower wings per se. And one of the keys is well, typically in cooking, people will use an egg to bind together those other ingredients. But one of the amazing vegan secrets is to replace an egg to help to help things bind together is you can do one tablespoon of what's called flax meal. So flax seeds ground up into a little bit of a powder, one tablespoon of flax meal mixed with one tablespoon of water, stir it together, and it creates what's called a slurry. And a slurry is just a, a cementing wet mixture, and you could use that to bind together and get those those crispy um, breadcrumbs to stick to your eggplant parmesan uh, for dinner. So that that's one of my favorite tricks, and that that was an exciting thing to that's learn. That's a good trick because very often I'm spooning those crispy little things, you know, out of the pan and onto it, like pretending it's like sticking yes. there, and then I throw the sauce on, and sometimes people don't know the difference. And uh, oh, so what's what's the cheese on your eggplant parmesan? Uh, so one of my favorite cheeses to make that I use for a lot of things and is a part of the eggplant parmesan uh, is is four ingredients. I call it my cashew cashew blended parmesan cheese inspired cashew cheese blend. Yeah, you can still figure out a name for it. But basically, you take cashews, you take nutritional yeast, garlic powder, and onion powder and salt, and you put it in a blender and you just kind of burst that a little bit, and that's going to create a nice flaky 
crumbly Parmesan cheese on there. And then you could also add uh, different types of pre-prepared uh, vegan cheeses as well. But I like to go for that cashew Parmesan. It's it's a little bit healthier. It's got amazing ingredients and oh, yeah, so good. Just sounds leave it great. in. Sounds great. Now, I have used uh, the Follow Your Heart mozzarella in the okay. past in my eggplant Parmesan. And I think one of uh, one of the little secrets there is to melt it in a little bit of uh, soy milk in a pan and it seems to work okay. better you know and, like, yeah and, yeah and and then what were some of the other recipes that you had on your website what's uh, I, I didn't get a chance to look at it but what's this uh, banana burger what uh, burgers made <laughs> out of bananas what's what's that about yes yeah <laughs> uh, the banana burger that that's it's, it sounds a little bit crazy but I promise you it is one of the best uh, vegetarian burgers that you could ever make uh, so this actually came about about three or four years ago when I was first working on that food blog. It's one of the only recipes I kept from a couple of years ago because I've become a much better chef since then. But this one stood the test of time. It is my banana burger. And it's it's a little bit like a hash brown burger combined. But we use one banana, uh, corn, tofu, cauliflower, mushrooms, black beans, chia seeds, garlic powder, black pepper, onion powder, avocado, all those things mixed and mashed together. Uh, steam the cauliflower a little bit to soften it, blend it, uh, and then put it in the oven and, and cook it. And it makes actually an amazing burger. And I, you know, I, f I fed that to my little brother the first time I ever made it. And he's, he's a picky eater and it blew his mind. Uh, so that's one of those things where you could just impress people a little bit. And you're getting, you're getting a lot of health benefits because I, I do believe that vegan food has the potential to be one of the healthiest ways that you could eat for yourself. But sometimes vegan food could just mean, you know, vegan crackers. But the recipes that I like to create on my show are actually going to give you nutrient dense ingredients. You know, we got bananas, super high in potassium, great for before and after a workout. Uh, bananas also uh, are really good for the elasticity of your skin. That's one of my favorite things to tell people that that helps uh, the aging process and keep you young and keep your skin vibrant. So you know, we got bananas for that reason. We got chia seeds in there because chia seeds are one of the highest protein seeds that you can get. And as as vegans, and I'm somebody who likes to combine fitness with the way that I eat. So so I, I do need a lot of protein to maintain the way that I'm working out. So I add chia seeds to that. You know, mushrooms, cauliflower, amazing vegetables. So this this is a recipe that's going to taste really good, but it's also going to be super dense in nutrients. You know, you know I, I bet if, if you watch your TV show, you would convince yourself to go vegan. <laughs> listen to you here. Listen, listen, to, listen to what you're saying here. Um, and you have uh, you've had some superstar guests on your show. Who's who's been on your show? I know I know that you've had. I, I saw a shot of a band there that looked like yeah. uh, the band was playing a very uh, crowded <laughs> arena. But but I don't I don't know if I know who that band yeah. is. But yeah. yes. <laughs> so uh, the band is is Cruella. They are there are two DJs who are absolutely amazing at performing. They sell out venues of over 10,000 people. I had them come on to my show and teach me about recipes that they like to eat when they're on tour to stay high, uh, highly energized and focused. Uh, and they taught me what they call their healing soup recipe, which is already a vegan recipe. We didn't have to customize it or anything. These girls already eat mostly vegan food and swear that it's a big part of the reason that they have high energy. So Mostly I was, vegan? Are they at 91% too? Should we do a conference call right now? So. <laughs> we can bring them in. You'll have to come up. The so. final 9% coming soon. <laughs> 
We're gonna have all at the end. We'll have all of my ninety percent guests come, and we'll do we'll do an episode with you, Bob. Well, I I think that the thing is, like, yeah, you you better save me for that episode when we go over because the the idea actually, you know, behind the um the all or nothing concept related to being vegan is that if we consume any animal products when whether we think you know they're cage-free eggs or cruelty-free slaughter or you know whatever it is there's there's always the, the suffering and the death that are completely unnecessary there's the there's the torture mutilation imprisonment and killing of every single animal uh going into every animal product so you know that's where that's where the all or nothing comes in it's like removing ourselves from you know yep. what's happening to the animals and all unnecessarily because you are doing an amazing study here where you're seeing that it's the animal products that are causing the heart disease cancer stroke diabetes etc and really it takes you know like everything goes right when we go completely vegan animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change responsible for at least 51 percent of all greenhouse gas emissions and responsible for water usage and pollution I, as a vegan, need 10,000 gallons of water to grow food in a year, and non-vegans need 320,000 gallons of, of water. So, I mean, just all the way around, it is the right thing to do, and uh, we're just uh, ready for ready for that episode that uh, makes it all happen. <laughs> yeah, you, everything you're saying is, is very undeniable. Uh, you know, it kind of leaves me speechless just to think about how bad it's gotten. Yeah. Uh, it's well, good that we're and, and even if it's good, you know, even when they try to sell us on family farms and, you know, uh, pasture raised or grass fed, it, it's all awful. I mean, every all dairy requires the rape of the mother to produce the baby and then the kidnapping and the baby becomes veal. And then, and then everybody's hanging up in some sausage factory somewhere. And uh, uh, we've, we've created the biggest mess on planet Earth. So um, trying yeah. vegan with Mario. Uh, Mario Mario has the, has tried it and decided. There we go. <laughs> I've, it's the perfect sequel when you get kicked off Roku and they put you on ABC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need to come on your show a few more times then. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, I'm, and I'm I'm hoping that I'm going to see you at LA Reggae Vegan Fest because you're uh, in the valley there, aren't you? Yes, LA Reggae Vegan Fest. That's something that everybody should go to. Food and music go together beautifully. I love bringing musical guests into my kitchen. That was one of the reasons I even was super excited to reach out to you, for many other reasons. But uh, I think that food and music go together hand in hand, and we can create a voice through the musicians as well. The, the stories we tell, I know. Uh, a guy, Maka B, makes some of the coolest cucumber and broccoli right. and vegetable videos I've ever seen. And, and, and Maka B is, uh, is one of the artists confirmed uh, for that date. Amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's incredible. He's going to be there. People can go to his YouTube channel, Maka B, M-A-C-K-A, uh, then B. And just look, every, every week he does Medical Mondays, um, and he does Wami Eat Wednesdays. And it's like a different fruit or vegetable every week, but to rhyme. And uh, I don't know. He got me eating watercress just from watching his <laughs> videos. All and, right, nice. You know, and, nice. and uh, poetic, uh, po poetic songs about uh, cucumbers, like we're only, only from vegans here. So, yeah, so, so, we're, so a that... little, we're a little nutty, but. <laughs> <laughs> a little nutty? Well, you are what you eat, and you yes. have your cashew cheese. So, uh, yeah. You know, 
podcast. There you go. <laughs> really good um, production value on the show, though. You know what I mean? Your TV show, Trying uh, Vegan with Mario. It's very, uh, very well done. Fun. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, I definitely enjoy it. And uh, look at uh, the food there seems amazing that you have going. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are focused on making the food taste good. Because uh, that's that's something that I found is difficult. You know, if you are somebody who is vegan and you have family members or friends who are interested in eating more vegan food, you you want to have good recipes. You have to be able to kind of sell them on that first experience. You know, you we want to make this easy for people to eat more plant based food. So, I'm I'm even there on my show and and if somebody comes on my show and they cook a recipe that doesn't taste good, like if somebody comes in, they're like, I'm gonna I'm going to teach you how to make vegan bacon. And I'm and at the end of eating it, I'm like this doesn't taste very good. This isn't something I would eat for breakfast. I I'm, I'm I'm there to be honest and tell my audience what works and what doesn't work. Which, which so, show was that? I want to see that show. That's the one I want to watch. That's bacon episode, okay? <laughs> did did, yeah. did did that happen on the show? Did they, we, I mean, we haven't done that. We haven't done the bacon yet. We did uh one of the biggest risks we did was a tofu scramble. I'm a guy that ate eggs for breakfast my entire life, and I had this this girl come on the show and and teach me how to do a tofu scramble. Uh, and tofu, it has an interesting texture. I don't cook with it very frequently, so it was an experience where I was really trying something new live on the show, and I was totally ready to tell her honestly. We got a little bit more work to do on this tofu scramble before before I think it's an adequate way for my non-vegan friends to to enjoy a, a scrambly breakfast, but. And I was I was very impressed with this tofu scramble. The texture she was able to get it to, the look of it. We added uh, a spice called turmeric, which gives it gives the tofu a nice yellow texture. Uh, you use extra firm tofu, and that also helps with the texture. We added in some almond milk for some creaminess, some nutritional yeast to add to the creaminess. And at the end of the recipe, I was eating this tofu scramble, thinking, "Wow, I think I think Mario, 15 year old Mario." Eating eggs before school every single day would have been really well off if I had this tofu scramble and would have enjoyed it at the time. So that's that's a big focus of the show is is helping you guys find recipes that you could cook for your friends and family. If you are vegan, if you're if you're vegan curious like myself, or if you just want to have more plant based meals so that you can continue to to improve. No matter where you're at in the process, uh, I'm trying to help you get get further and further along towards eating more and more healthy plant-based foods. So so I'm, I'm there to be that guy. <laughs> Great. And, and, and people can Google eggs and cancer, and I think they'll uh, really love the tofu scramble even more. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, and cholesterol from eggs. And, and you yeah. know, I mean, and we all, we all grew up that way, you know. It's just, uh, you know, we uh, – uh, yeah, we've been indoctrinated and uh, didn't really know that there was another way. I mean, you know, tofu. What's tofu? And yeah, and tofu can be really hard and firm in certain recipes, and it could be a scramble. And uh, oh, and follow your heart is making vegan egg, uh, which is really another uh, product that tastes exactly like a scrambled egg. That's really excellent. So it's amazing. Uh, um, yeah, so that, yeah, that's yeah. a strong one. And. And to, to even add to that, we got that easy recipe, and then and then if you're watching my show, I'm gonna kind of slide in a few nutritional research benefits. Uh, so so we were doing the tofu scramble, and then one of the one of the ingredients is a spice called curcumin. It's it's very called what called curcumin, C U R C U M I N. It, it's a spice. It has a little bit of a, a yellowy color. It's it's got an earthy, spicy flavor and texture to it. 
but but what I learned through through my guest Dr. Joel Furman, who was teaching me things on the show, is that curcumin ha- is one of the best things in the entire world for removing toxic metals from our brains. So the curcumin will bind to things like lead or aluminum. Um, or zinc or, or any other metals that are disrupting our body's natural flow and, and you know there, there's a lot of studies and research behind to show that metals are something that is affecting our brain health is affecting our body health and when you add curcumin to your dishes it's actually going to help your body detox from those toxic metals and it is one of the most powerful things for helping you with your longevity so so I don't I don't try and overwhelm the audience with too much information but I always just like to mention that and then just encourage you to use curcumin more in that dish and and that was something that also went into the tofu scramble and I was excited to actually be able to teach that to to the person who was teaching me the recipe. So well, I don't that- think I've ever heard of it and I don't think I see it regularly in the spice rack at the store because oh, you know I mean it doesn't <laughs> really I mean it it doesn't seem that common if I Am I nope. going to now re- realize, oh, it's been here all the time. I just didn't notice it under the seas when I've been getting cayenne pepper? Or, uh... <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be near cayenne pepper. I, th- I think it's in it's in most places. It's definitely in Whole Foods. Uh, it's in the Ralphs near me. So, yeah, look look out for curcumin. It's a weird name. Uh, it might have a weird color to it. It doesn't have too strong of a flavor. Add it to, add it to almost anything you're having for dinner, and just a teaspoon of it is going to dramatically help with your cells and your brain health. Ah, all right. Little little I'm things there. like Yep. I like it. So so you're you're doing you're... a lot for me. You're making me live longer <laughs> with uh, less metals and uh, binding my uh, eggplant, my, yeah. my uh, breadcrumbs. So this is yeah. uh, this is uh, very good for me. Right. So. All right, we're making some progress. What uh what, well, All right, here's a, here's a question for you, Bob. So what what percentage would you say that you focus on eating healthy food? And and how can we get you 9% further along in this process? Oh, uh, well, I mean, my I actually eat a lot of healthy food. I mean, I'm, I'm there. Um, I do, like, I do have, you know, I like chocolate, and I do like um, organic potato chips. You didn't hear me say that. Um, but other than that, I mean, most of, pretty much everything is, like, organic, you know, oatmeal and a lot of yeah, salads. Love- I'm, I'm definitely into salads and uh Really, I'd say, I'd say I'm in the, I'm probably at the 91% uh, pretty, very healthy, and the 9%, you know, a little on the junk food side, but still like organic dark chocolate or organic potato chips balanced off with hummus, you know what I mean? So it's like, (laughs) so so I feel less guilty at the time, but, uh, you know, and and it uh, really, I think for whatever reason, people seem to come into this like I did it for the animals I didn't care I actually thought it would be detrimental to my health I, you know it was like I just okay I can't participate in the violence and the killing maybe I'll get sick or maybe I won't live as long you know I didn't know it was the healthier you know the healthiest thing I could do but um, I did it for the animals and then the added benefit is oh it is the healthiest thing I can do um, and then the added benefit is oh it saves the planet okay you know so <laughs> Uh, so it's win, win, win. Yeah, all, there... all, all the way around for this. And and I thought I would sit in the corner. It was a quiet little personal decision I was making. I'd sit in the corner and eat a salad, and you know, never discuss it with anyone. Yeah, I didn't know this would be <laughs> the driving force in my life, but uh, 
It is. I mean, I, I, f I f feel that it's the only way to save the world and to save the animals and to save the children. Um, I, th I think it's unfair once we learn all this information, for example, that sausages and bacon and hot dogs cause cancer. Well, you know, if my mother knew that, you know, when I was young, I'm sure that she would have acted upon it. So when we're hearing that going vegan is the healthiest way to be and can help prevent heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes, and that children are showing signs of heart disease at very young ages, I mean, oh, it's, know, insane. It's, like, it's like we have to be fair to the children too, you know, and, and go vegan and fair to the planet. And the animals are the ones always suffering you know, behind the scenes, they're forgotten. Nobody, you know, thinks about them except here on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linda. Yes. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love how that's your that's your focus because that's like I'd mentioned. That's a little bit new to me because that was how I was I was raised into that. I was raised to seeing animals in a meat manufacturing facility, but there there are a million different reasons and ways for you to to go vegan. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and. Uh, one of the most com the common three common trends I've discovered on my show from the people I've been talking to are it's better for the environment. Number two, it's better for your health, and number three, we just got to treat treat animals properly. So those those are kind of three cores. And I'm well, well, the way to treat animals properly is not yeah. to bring them into the world to be products. So the, yeah. the, yeah. the it's birth birth prevention. We treat them properly. Or, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, the so proper amount of animals. And, and and the other thing is we do have the best food. I mean, we seriously when when I was on K Talk in Los Angeles. The account executive would always get the sales manager. They always wanted me to take me out to lunch to vegan restaurants because they loved it. I mean, they were introduced to it. They, to them, it was this is vegan food. I, I could go vegan if they, I didn't know vegan oh, food was this good. You know, so um, we yeah. have the best food. We're foodies. I love to. I love food. I love to eat. You know, so yeah, I I love food. I love to eat. And and one of the things about eating vegan food is that. We rely so much on meat to bring a natural saltiness and saltiness and flavor to the food that we're cooking. So once you start cooking vegan food, at first it might be a little challenging because you have to get a little bit more familiar with spices and seasonings. But man, once you get going and you start learning things and actually being able to taste the flavors of these spices more and more, uh, then you you can just really get super creative in the kitchen and, and make things that are more flavorful and more tasty and more delicious than anything you would have ever ever imagined if you were just cooking with, with uh, animal-based products, which already are kind of providing a lot of the flavor. So uh, I think yeah. that... Well, but they have the fat, yeah. you know, there's the yeah. fat content. And all yeah, no, let's cut and, that. And it's amazing how far a little sea salt and cayenne pepper can go and, you know, just, yeah. you know, just, just uh, that alone. And, and then... Uh, squeezing a little lemon, or you know, I mean, yes. just very simple things that bring, bring life, you know, flavor to, uh, to the, to the, to the living food that we eat, not eating death and not, you know, sacrificing it. Exactly. So, and you, you mentioned sea salt. I just want to add something for the viewers really quick. Is, is, there's something that's called black salt, and black salt is high in sulfur, which is kind of the flavor that you get and the scent you get from eggs, which in my opinion is absolutely horrendous, but some reason people love it. Um, but black salt is something that you could start using, which can mimic that flavor a little bit and, and add some of that. So as people are transitioning, you mentioned sea salt and cayenne can go a long way. 
they totally can add a little bit of black salt as well and that is like one of those little hints one of those little tricks that I learned early on on my show and I'm just feeding it on every other episode after that because it and, really does and, and is that next to the what Kirk got black salt we got curcumin <laughs> uh, and then we have the flax meal with water those are those are the three tips and takeaways that we have we've talked about so far I, you know when when i was on the genesis communications network when i was starting there uh, they, they said to me uh you know you're our first cooking show and i said i didn't even realize i was a cooking show but today proves it today yes. today <laughs> proves it what we learned here today so well i want to yeah. thank you mario again uh, tell people how they can see your show and how they can watch, you know, the future episode where I'm on and uh, there's a major uh, conversion with you and Cruella uh, yeah. all uh, dispersing that, you know, casting off that final uh, 9% there. So, All right. Yeah, my, my show is, is called Trying Vegan with Mario and my show is available on a streaming device called Roku, uh, which which is built into a lot of smart TVs this day. Uh, or you could get it, plug it into your TV, and you could download my channel and download my show called Trying Vegan with Mario. And my whole mission, my whole goal, my whole purpose is to help eat people eat more plant-based foods and live healthier and longer lives. And also, most importantly, to make sure that the recipes that I'm giving to you guys taste absolutely delicious. So it, it's, I think, really a go-to show. And I don't even want to take credit for any of that because it's – my real job is to find the best guests. My guests do all the work. They teach me things and they give me the recipes. So watch my show and you could learn with me from some of the top experts in the world and also some kind of fun, creative, interesting guests like the musicians as well. Terrific. Okay. Well, thanks for being with us today, Mario, and we'll look for your show on Roku. Thank you so much, Bob. It's been such a pleasure, and I, I really appreciate everything you do for veganism. I don't think that my show might even exist had not been for some of the headway that you've been able to make. So, sure. All right. Well, I'm taking credit for your eggplant part. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Mary. Yeah, take care. Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, on Twitter, at Go Vegan Radio, and for your uh, musical entertainment and enjoyment, we have our 24-7 music station, Radio Bobby, Radio B-O-B-B-Y dot com. Check it out. You've never heard anything like it. You will love it, and um, it's really, uh, I don't know, if you're stressed out, depressed, whatever, I think you'll you'll feel a lot better after uh, listening to Radio Bobby at RadioBobby.com. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel. I keep forgetting to mention that over the years, but uh, it's YouTube.com slash GoVeganRadio. 
And please support us with a tax-deductible donation. There is a donate button at GoVeganRadio.com. So look at this news here. Um, from uh, This is from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. On the website it says, Diet-related diseases are leading cause of death in U.S. Now look at you know, all our resources that go into... Um, terrorism, the Department of Deutschland Security, I mean, Homeland Security, just, you know, I mean, we need to be protected from meat, dairy, fish, and eggs, basically. Um, Diet-related diseases are the leading cause of death in the U.S. So uh, what's on your plate, or uh, who is on your plate, uh, is... uh, We'll be getting you before Al-Qaeda ever does. So it says here, diseases linked to unhealthful diet and lifestyle choices, such as diabetes and cancer, are the leading causes of death in the United States, according to data published in JAMA. Researchers compared mortality for hundreds of causes and risk factors and found that heart disease, lung cancer, high BMI, and high blood pressure and blood sugar were uh, among the top risk factors for mortality. Dietary risk factors surpassed tobacco use as the leading cause of death. The um, authors note differences in risk factors at the state level and recommend targeted approaches to address these issues for disease prevention, um, which if you want to translate it, it means uh, go vegan, eat healthy vegan food. Um, At least that's how I translate it, and I think that's how Health IQ uh, translates it. I mean, are you hearing what I'm saying? Um, Well, hear this. Health IQ uses science and data such as, you know, what you uh, just heard here seconds ago, um, to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, strength trainers, yoga practitioners, and yes, vegans. Health IQ can save customers up to 33% on life insurance. Health IQ is the fastest-growing life insurance company now with over $5 billion in coverage. You can take the Health IQ vegan quiz at healthiq.com slash gvr. And this is important news for vegans with family responsibilities. Health IQ is offering you special low rates on life insurance because you're vegan. It's like special rates for uh, good drivers. Well, you know, special rates for... uh, doing the good lifestyle, like being vegan. So see if you qualify. You can get a free quote on life insurance um, and uh, take the vegan quiz. As I mentioned, Health IQ reduces your chance of being penalized for adverse family history if you are otherwise healthy. Um, You can still get special rates uh, even if you have pre-existing conditions. So uh, just uh, check it out. I mean, I... I've never been excited about uh, life insurance until now because Health IQ is uh, confirming what we've been saying for uh, forever on this show. Um, and now, um, you know, we put, uh, 
We put our money where our mouth is and we get special low rates on life insurance for being vegan. So definitely um, go to healthiq.com slash GVR as in Go Vegan Radio. Um, I mentioned earlier that uh, at the LA Reggae Vegan Fest, kids 12 and under will get in for free and uh, the first, did I say the first 100 kids? I don't even know. First 100 kids who, uh, 12 and under, who uh, join us uh, that day will also get a special coloring page designed by vegan artist Victoria Hart. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned, time is such a blur. Never enough of it as, as it races by. It's uh, like Mother's Day is upon us and Father's Day is coming and... You know, before, you know, kids' birthdays, graduation, you know, before we know it, it'll be L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest Day, October 7th. But what I suggest is that you not spin your wheels looking around for the perfect gift when you can get the perfect gift from vegan artist Victoria Hart. Uh, go to victoriahart.weebly.com. That's victoriahart.weebly.com. Dot com um, and uh, you'll see animal portraits so realistic you'll be amazed at uh, the captured essence of uh, the work that Victoria does and uh, who better to star in the artwork and the gifts in your family than the beloved animals in your family the dogs and the cats the birds um, and you can see examples at victoriahart.weebly.com Everything from My Life Coloring Book and My Life Coloring Page to Realistic Portraits. Um, so check it out. You can also go to mylifecoloringbook.weebly.com. And as I mentioned, the first 100 kids, 12 and under, coming to L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest will get uh, a free coloring page designed by Victoria Hart. Coming up next, we will talk to Professor Gary Francione and Professor Anna Charlton about oh, how, how vegan should the vendors be at L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest, which is at LAReggaeVeganFest.com. Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com on Facebook, GoVeganRadio with Bob Linden, Twitter at GoVeganRadio. Um, and it is that uh, time of the show where we have commentary with Professor Gary Francione and Professor Anna Charlton is here today, I'm happy to say, because uh, last week we talked about uh, uh, my, uh, my vegan dilemmas with uh, organizing L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest, Anna. Did Gary talk to you about that? 
Yes, yes, I yes, know. <laughs> yes, no. Wait, what, what yes, was it? Yes, no. Yes, he did. Um, uh, the problems of functioning in a non-vegan world, right? Well, so, what would you do? What would you do with the? Okay, he's going to have restaurants there. Does he have only vegan restaurants, or can he have non-vegan restaurants if they're serving only vegan food? Well, well there, here's the whole thing. So, this is the morality of vegan vending, pretty much that we're um, uh, considering. So, we have. Uh, restaurants that would be there and so um, they could be 100% vegan restaurants which I'm I'm leaning toward that after the discussion last week with Gary you know we've done we've done that in the past that we've done it at the World Vegan Summit and Expo it's been 100% vegan restaurants and 100% vegan companies uh, with products now um, that's another area so I wanted to discuss that to do I say 100% vegan restaurants um, because that way you know we're sure of no cross contamination and I I do like to support 100% vegan restaurants um, but then what happens with the uh, products that we have do we still say 100% uh, vegan companies or um, you know could I would I just have vegan products and then Ben and Jerry's can be there or do I say you can be a company but at least 50% of your product line has to be vegan and then what consistency is any of that what you know what what sense uh, what sense am I making here what what do you think about this if if you were I organizing LA reggae vegan fest Sunday October 7th at Woodley Park in Van Nuys what uh, so let's take this one step at a time um, Something strikes me as objectionable about having Ben and Jerry's there and having their only having them sell their vegan mm -hmm. ice cream, but nevertheless, that bothers me. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the problem is this is all going to be somewhat arbitrary, of course, um, because because going back to the point that I was making last week, all money is dirty. So, I mean, so I, I can see that you might be in the position where you say this is an opportunity to promote. Completely vegan companies. Right. So um, I don't need to have every company in the area. I'm, I'm going to focus on these, uh, uh, get them on the list of your visitors' um, companies to you know pay to pay to be patrons of in the future. Uh, promote them and really push um, the vegan message in that way. Um, the trouble is, you know, I mean, I'm sure I. Uh, use products, consume products from companies that themselves have a vegan product line, but you know they've been taken over and gobbled up by. Yeah, we were talking about this last week. Companies right. that don't have that outlook, and some of them say fairly simple, and then other ones the walls between them get really eroded, so it becomes just a product line within a whole range of non-vegan products. So. And then we were talking last week about how cruelty-free does not mean vegan. It means not tested on animals, or at, right. least, at least that product hasn't been tested on animals. Right. And, and that's something I didn't even know because I couldn't imagine that cruelty-free would mean something that could contain no, that, animal that's products. That's seems that is particularly annoying that, that, um, that it doesn't mean that it in itself doesn't have animal products. And, of course, then... Uh, but then you get into the wider thing that it isn't only cruelty to animals that is cruelty that is part of uh, production of anything. So. Yeah, and then, and then we got into this discussion last week about what's the difference between a company that doesn't test on animals but a company that 
<coughs> company doesn't test on animals, but it serves animal products in its cafeteria. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like it, it's so. I mean, it, it's such a goddamn mess. Right. I mean, it could be it could be a, a vegan company out there, but the person they hired somebody that day to to show the product. That person isn't vegan. It will be making right. Sure. I mean, yeah. the, the, ten, the tentacles of of uh, sort of contamination and confusion just just are never ending because, right. as you say, uh, so, someone is making their living out of a vegan company, but it doesn't mean we have no idea what they're spending it on. Um, you know, we don't. We don't yet control all the distribution chains and all that sort of stuff. So, um, if you if you don't want to <clears throat> completely wrap yourself up in these dilemmas and problems to the point where you can't function, um, then it the, it is a bit arbitrary. I mean, if you want to have a vegan sort of festival, then I can see and probably would applaud a decision to say no. This is there, we, there's enough going on. And just promoting vegan companies. I don't think I'd have Ben and Jerry's. Now that's, no, I, that's I don't know me, why. It, maybe it's just an emotional reaction against it because because I can't stand them. That's just a tough <laughs> right. Thing. Well, right, because it's like you know, it's this dairy that's yeah. increasing yeah. its revenues by throwing right. a bone to the vegans. You know, and there's such fantastic de- vegan products. Again, though, I don't know what you know if those uh, companies have been taken over. Uh, by company, other companies that aren't vegan, but when Ben and Jerry's itself has, you know, become famous for selling dairy products, I, I, I get a bit of a twinge on that one. But I mean, I guess I mean for the same reason that I would have a problem. First of all, I would I don't trust, um, I don't trust these companies that, um, y- you know, I mean, I, I don't I always get concerned about contamination issues. Um, now, you know, I mean, th- those always bother me a lot. And so I don't know, you know, I mean, but let's assume you could you that you could have McDonald's having a, a vegan burger at your your. Th- I wouldn't I wouldn't have McDonald's there selling a vegan burger, even if I was 100 percent sure it was 100 percent vegan uh-huh. <laughs> in the same and in the same way, even if Ben and Jerry's. Uh, vegan ice cream or whatever it's called is really vegan. I don't think I'd have them there because to me they're they're much much more like McDonald's. They're they're, they're closer to the McDonald's well, thing. That's I mean, why, look, that's why you, I said earlier. Do I say something like um, if fifty percent or more of your company's product line is vegan? then you're okay. I mean, there may be a company that has nine flavors of hemp milk that are vegan and the tenth one they use honey or something, you know? And it's like, well, do I exclude them because that one product has honey or do I allow the nine flavors? I mean, it's... But is it's that, not like that, Ben I mean, and Jerry's, you know? So. If I could, if I could, this is why I don't do these things because they drive me insane. But if, if they would drive me insane. And if I... Um, I mean, when we had our con- when we had our two Rutgers conferences in the in the um, in the '90s, the early '90s that we did with Tom Reagan. Um, and by the way, anybody who's interested in sort of the history of the movement, my essay on Tom Reagan, between the species, did a uh, an in memoriam issue for Tom Reagan, who died last February, and I have the lead issue in the in the uh, the lead article in the issue, and. Um, it's uh, it's about you know uh, about the emergence of the animal rights movement from the animal welfare movement and how it all collapsed again and I think anybody who's interested in the history of this uh, might want to read that because it's um, 
you know, most people don't really know about this stuff. So it would be interesting, I think, for them to read it if they're interested. Um, and, uh, where can they see that? Is on they on, can on go, your Facebook they can go page to, or? Well, it's on, it's on my Facebook page. It's on my abolitionist approach website. But you can just go to Between the Species, which is out of um, University of California um, at Pomona, I think. I don't know. It's one of the campuses of the University of California, and, or Cal State, Cal State University. I'm sorry. And um, and uh, Professor Joe Lynch is the editor of it. And if you just go to Between the Species, you'll be able to access it right away um, because it's the recent issue. So it's the page that comes up is that issue. Um, and um, but when Anna and I had those conferences in the early '90s, they were see we didn't have vendors there. We didn't have any vendors there, did we? We didn't have vendors. We had, I mean, we had vegan food, obviously, and we also, um, you know, we took over the hotel for the weekend, or at least a chunk of it, and we put vegan stuff in every bathroom and every toilet, you know, like so, so that people oh, didn't and I, have. I'm, I am going to have vegan soap, you know, like you have to, you you have to rent these industrial sinks and hand washing stations and yeah. all of that. I've talked them into vegan soap already. I was, I've, I'm, I'm the first one who's ever requested it, and uh, they will comply. So yeah, and 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 um, and so so um, you know, uh, but, but so we were real careful about that. But we didn't have vendors, and I think it really gets complicated when you have vendors. And I was telling you when I went to the Ash, Asheville Vegan Festival last summer, um. Uh, it was uh, it was it was a horror show because they had Whole Foods there and they had you know they didn't have they didn't have non-vegan stuff there. Everybody who was there had vegan stuff. But then, then by the same token, you know, if all money is dirty, why not allow Whole Foods? You know, well I mean? for the sa- for the same for the same reason because part of this well because first of all the lines are going to be arbitrary right. anyway, and it seems to me that. A good way or a way of deciding arbitrariness in this context is, um, or, 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 or trying to figure out how to deal with the inherent arbitrariness of it, is to um, make a political statement. Um, and, and so, you know, I would not have McDonald's there even if they were selling only vegan stuff. I would not have Ben and Jerry's there even if they only had their vegan ice cream. I would not have I, if I could staff it. If I could make it work with only vegan restaurants, yeah. I would make it work with only vegan restaurants. That's what I'd do if I and and if and 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 you know that's that's what I would do. Um, well, well, that if, that's what I'm I'm tending to do, and you know I have to put all of this on a website within practically moments or hours or days, and and get it all out there and. I'm pretty convinced that it's uh, only vegan restaurants. That's, uh, you know, that's the one consideration. And then, you know, I was looking on the other side because, you know, I've been pretty pure about this in my thinking. At past events, World Vegan Summit and Expo, we wanted only vegan companies there whose products were, were, were vegan. And then you, when I talked to you about that in the past, Gary, you weren't even, you know, you, you weren't... Uh, 
your guy your guidelines weren't as strict as mine. So now I'm thinking. Well, I mean, because Bob, I don't think there's I don't think there's any principled. I mean, so the problem is there's no principled distinction here. <laughs> there are only there are only political ones because. Yeah, I don't, it's, it isn't a pure moral question. It's right. Not, it's not. It's not because, a pure moral question. Right. But I think I think you're right it, in it's that. It's the morality of vegan vending. Are you okay? We're making it up here as we go along. No, but no, I know. No, we can we can see that there are you know there are complications and muddy areas and confusion within the whole capitalist system right. well i mean i mean one of the things one of the things that just rang so true with with what we're discussing here is that you know in the past we used to go to cafe gratitude which was a 100% vegan restaurant and gracias madre which was a 100% vegan restaurant and the owners took all that money and then they opened up a, a farm you know, with animal products, they're selling animal right, products. There are horrible stories, and you get disappointed continuously in this life. Mm -hmm. But this is perhaps a really good opportunity to promote um, vegan companies, to you know, encourage everyone to see that there's a good market for it, um, with a bit of um, time ahead of time as you're giving people. Um, to ramp up, you know, the, the normal size of production for that weekend or whatever, people will meet that challenge. I think it would be great to have just showcasing vegan companies and to show what they can do and have them an, opp an opportunity to be in the spotlight. I think it would be excellent. So, so yeah, we're, I mean, we're saying like companies whose product line is 100% vegan. Now again, and then of course, then people will say, "But uh, look at Field Roast; it was 100% vegan, but now that was bought by you know the the, the meat company or whatever you know whoever bought." Yeah, but it, right? but, but I don't I don't think I think if you have I don't again this is I haven't seen your setup, but but you know if you're talking about the food. I mean, do we need vendors? I don't know. Well, he needs vendors because he needs he needs money. He needs money we to make. We need money, and we need food. And you know, in terms of food, I mean, the you know, hundred percent vegan restaurants. I feel pretty good about them. And then, um, you know, there, there, there's you know, there are the vegan. There's the vegan food of the world that's out there. So, um, but uh, so 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 far, Anna, your vote would be. Um, vegan companies, like you know, a company whose uh, product line is 100% vegan. Uh, if it had nine hemp milks that were vegan, but the tenth one had honey, you'd say you would say no to them. Well, it depends. Is it humanely done, honey? Only <laughs> no, no, I'm only kidding. Um, what, what, what I would, what I, well, I mean, what, what? Go ahead. You, you go ahead. What do you think? Um, I, I think there's a, there's a value for it being vegan yeah i know but see the thing is is that bob's saying yeah but what about field roast because the line may be vegan but the the parent company isn't i would say screw it you know go ahead and have the field roast there if the line is vegan because i mean parents and then then you can't have i mean there are no, so I many know, I, I mean know. that's the problem is that you know you've got you've got like a lot of i mean you got dia you can't you can't have dia cheese there because dia is owned by some company no, in japan I, I, that I you know and and that's but, that, but its product line is 100% vegan. The Daya product line is 100% right. vegan, but it's right. company is right. So, um, right. And and I have a feeling, you know, if I trace <laughs> just about anyone, there'll be investors or somebody, you know. Of course, uh, of course, you know, as I as I've said, you know, um, you can have a. I mean, let's assume that you have a you have a you have a um, 
you have a company there that has 100% vegan products, um, and it doesn't have a parent. It's it's a it's a wholly owned company, but they're paying people who drive the trucks to make deliveries and there may be animal products on the trucks and the trucking company makes I mean this is the problem all money is dirty there's really no there's no principled way of 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 drawing the lines um and, and something know, like a whole foods or you know a retail outlet I mean that's like well they have a lot of vegan options and vegans go there a lot but on the other political side it's a little upsetting that they've uh, you know been responsible for the whole humane meat uh, scam you know so right. it's, uh, uh, but uh, I can't seem to buy anything in a 100% vegan market uh, you know I can't find uh, well you know and and so I think I think what one does is in this situation is one uh, i mean you you try to draw the lines that are i think most that are that are politically useful for educational purposes so you know given that you don't you can't have a completely vegan vending situation i guess if i were doing this which i would never be in your position bob but if i were doing this i would i would have it be vegan restaurants if i could well, I could. Um, I mean, I don't see why not. That, that well, I don't know if you got. I don't know if you've got enough. If you end up having enough sponsors. Well, there um, are so. There, you know, luckily this is in Los Angeles with lots of vegan restaurants. So I'm, I'm hoping for the best. So. You know. And then I would have. I would have vegan. I would have um, companies whose lines are a hundred percent vegan. If I could, and so if there was somebody who had. You know, nine products, but the tenth one had honey. If I, you know, I, I would exclude that vendor if I could. Um, I, um, you know, and I certainly, obviously, would never let them have anything with honey at the event. Well, of course, yeah, that's. Uh, um, and and um, but I wouldn't get into who's a sub and who's a you know, I mean, who's a sub of whom because. What the hell? I mean, you know, the thing of it is, is that you know, I, I have to tell you, um, I once ate in a great restaurant. Um, it was a vegan restaurant. It was 100% vegan, and it was owned by a guy um, who was not a vegan, and or partly owned. It was part owned by a guy who wasn't a vegan. And I talked to the guy, and I, you know, and the guy's position basically was, he really was interested in tapping into the market for vegan food and was interested in the creativity of vegan food and and in creating great you know great vegan things but he himself you know didn't wasn't a vegan and ate meat and dairy and stuff like that all right so it's a completely vegan restaurant 100 percent, 100 percent. you won't find anything in that restaurant you won't find refined sugar in that restaurant nothing absolutely nothing 100 percent vegan very conscientiously vegan um, but the guy who owns it and who's making or the part part owner is a guy who's not a vegan who's making money from, you know, and, and he's taking his money. and He's going, he's buying steak and he's buying eggs and he's buying fish and he's buying, you know, cheese and he's buying stuff like that. So, you know, I, you can't I mean, this is the problem. The problem is you can't draw you can't draw the lines. Um, you know, you can't you just can't you know, you, the, the lines are um uh, uh, the lines are the lines are are um, impossible to draw.
they're impossible to draw. Right, it's something um, that's uh, going to be arbitrary, just where on the arbitrary scale. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, this is somewhat similar, although different from the question that I get all the time of, well, you know, if you're eating animal products, if you're eating vegetables, the vegetables have been harvested and animals are killed in the harvesting process. And it's, yes, that's right. But that's like saying that, um, you know, if I'm buying pants, um, it, well, th- th- they're saying that that you know because animals are are killed in the in the in the in the the harvesting process, what's the difference between that and eating an animal? And and the thing is, well, but that's like saying I buy clothes. The clothes are manufactured in factories, and sometimes people are injured or killed in the production of clothes or products that I buy. And so that means because I can't live in because I because I am responsible in some sense for indirect killing and unintentional killing, it's okay for me to go out and murder people. And 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 so that doesn't follow. But it's always this thing that, well, you can't be perfect. And the answer is that's right, you can't be perfect. We live in a world, I mean, this is the one thing I learned. The the great insight I got from studying Jainism is the idea, the fundamental idea, which is incredibly simple, but I never thought, I mean, it was it, it hit me, you know, in a very strong way when I encountered the Jains. And the, their whole premise was life involves violence. So one must, and, and violence is wrong. Violence, uh, violence is wrong. That's the fundamental principle. So therefore, one must minimize the violence that one um, inflicts and one is, and, and, and I, I must say I'm very happy to hear that the Jain Temple in Los Angeles, which is a very very big temple, they have gone com- well as of December of this year they will be completely vegan because as you probably know Jains are vegetarian and so you will never find uh, meat at one of these things at one of their events and they don't have egg products they don't they don't eat eggs uh, some Jains will consume cakes and stuff like that that have eggs in them but they you generally they generally don't have that those sorts of things at the temple but what they do have at the temple is a lot of milk and a lot of a lot of you know paneer and a lot of that sort of stuff and as of december they're getting rid of that and i'm really happy because it's um i, I spoke at a jane event for the first time ever in not 2009 and it was in los angeles and so i'm happy that they have gone vegan uh, they will be going vegan as of December. I wish they would do it right now. I wish they did it, you know, five, ten thousand, you know, four hundred years ago. But um, they will this coming December. You're saying it's yes, they will. They they they've made an announcement that as of December, they are completely vegan. So they will not be using milk to wash the statues or, or you know, I mean, or or serving products that have milk, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, or or what you know, or paneer or or ghee. So, you know, they so, yeah, so they'll be piling on the ghee until December now, right? It'll, well, it'll, I know, and I, know, and double I ghee, I, double ghee. I, I wish, I wish they, I wish they wouldn't do it, but right, um, right, right. But okay, I mean, it, it's happening. Do you, do you know where that temple is? I I thought in Los Angeles it might be in Anaheim, but is there one in? L.A. itself that I... I think it is in... For some reason, I think it's in Anaheim. Okay, I think... Yeah, because uh, I... Um, I think I, I think it's, I there think it's a and, very big... It's a huge temple. I mean, it's an enormous structure. Yeah, what, what I usually... What I found interesting was that it seemed like there was a lot of support for veganism. So very often parents would say to me, like, my children are vegan. And they would say it like 
so proudly, but they weren't vegan themselves, you know? I mean, I, I know it was very weird because when I was first introduced, I spoke, I was, I gave the opening keynote address in the, at the North American Jane Federation conference in 2009. And they sort of, they introduced me and they went on and on and on about my veganism. And I sort of, I thought this is very weird because they obviously are saying, this guy's great. He's a vegan. He's a vegan. I said, well, you know what? You too can be vegan. <laughs> it's really simple. Um, and, and, um, uh, you know, but but so I'm glad that that's but but I want but my my point was that you live in the world, you engage in actions. All actions have reverberations and consequences, and and the consequences invariably harm others in some way. So we all ought to consume as little as possible, and we all ought to try to minimize the violence that we inflict. But that doesn't mean that because we 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 can't live in a world in which we don't inflict any indirectly and unintentionally harm that that it's okay for us to participate directly in harm and and um and so you know just because um you know because i drive a car um and i try to drive it as little as possible but because i drive a car and i consume oil and oil is horrible and it results in terrible things in the world and, and human beings are killed on oil rigs every year. Doesn't mean it's okay for me to go kill human beings or to kill animals because to go out and kill animals because um, – in the same way, it doesn't – you know, I mean, or, or, you know, fumes from, from gasoline, you know, harm humans in the sense of, you know, causing them to have breathing difficulties. Well, that doesn't mean it's okay for me to sort of go kill people because – uh, you know, of, of, of those of those indirect and unintended consequences. I agree we ought to minimize to the extent we can all of those unintended and, un, uh, and unintentional consequences. But the fact that we can't eliminate them doesn't mean we don't have an obligation, uh, you know, to 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 not not participate directly in these things by eating Or use them as a rationalization then, right? It's like, oh, we're we're doing it anyway, so might as well eat a steak. And and so, so, you know, you end up, but, 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 um, so, so the questions that you're facing are similar, not the same, but similar in the sense of saying, well, you know, I mean, you know, in, in a little while after I finish this, I've got to go to the grocery store and pick up some salad. And the salad will have been made by a company that um, my guess is that they, you know, I mean, the, 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 you know, the company that produces the organic salad also produces, you know, I think organic dairy or something. I don't know what the hell. I mean, but but it's like so I'm putting money in their pockets. But what am I? Supposed, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you, you can't, you know, you, you, you simply can't. I mean, even and even if they didn't. Even if they didn't, even if the company was only producing vegetable products, it could be owned by a parent that does all sorts of bad stuff. So, I mean, it, it, it becomes impossible. You can't, you know, you, you you really can't draw lines that are principled. You can draw lines that are political, I think. It's not a moral question. It's more of a political question. What sort of message do you want to send out? So my view is if you can do this with 100% vegan restaurants, do it. If you can do it with 100% vegan product lines do it don't worry about if the product line is owned by a parent that isn't vegan um you know you just can't you know you can't but i I would you know i was thinking about it this week and i would not have ben and jerry's there because i wouldn't have mcdonald's there and ben and jerry's is just the dairy well well, that's why that's why i said 
well, do I pick some arbitrary number like if your company has at least 50% uh, vegan products in its line, then it's okay? And then, you know, it's kind of strange picking an arbitrary number, you know? Uh, yeah, no, I, I would I would go with, if, you, if you've got enough sponsors to sort of make this thing work and well, have Well, I would it, hope, obviously, it excludes, uh, you know, it becomes more exclusive because, uh, you know, we're putting more restrictions, which... You know, but uh, if that's what we're going to do, that's what we're going to do. And uh, it, it, Anna, do you agree with this one also? Like in that regard, like uh, the, the the vegan restaurants seem pretty, you know, pretty, you know, straightforward to me. It should, it should be 100% vegan restaurants. But is it 100% vegan line? Because you know, at the Natural Products Expo, I did run into companies that might have hemp milk or you know, and and you know. Some of them had, you know, nine out of ten products are vegan, and it's like, well, what do I think of this? Uh, so, I mean, it's it's going to be a horrible irony if the fact that more people are choosing vegan products, whether it's because they um, uh, agree with the principles of, you know, veganism, or if they've just got attracted to the plant-based diet, I mean, they they're now becoming. Um, larger and more successful companies so it's unfortunate if the fact that those companies um uh you know become attractive um acquisitions for uh non-vegan companies if then they lose their vegan um, customers you know you, we want to get vegan food mainstream and available for people and therefore cheaper and all, all the good things that come with the greater availability um it, it, when you've got animal use at the core of everything that we that we use and uh, you know purchase and uh, all, all our whole production method is right. the, based the on the label is probably made from glue from animals or something. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, right. it's very 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 hard. Um, you know, people have faced that when they're trying to find cars and bicycles and computers and stuff. You know, we've all got decisions to make about what could have an animal product in it and and what's feasible to uh, what decisions are really feasible for us to make so um it's it's complicated um so I, so you uh you would agree with gary though like if you were voting it's 100 percent vegan restaurants and uh, oh, certainly, companies certainly with restaurants because it seems to me that's uncomplicated right the restaurant uh, part yeah that yeah that it's uh, it's I would go with vegan companies, even if they're small ones. But I understand. I understand that you you have uh, to look at the feasibility of this event. But um, I think it would be an excellent statement on, on on every level if it could be just vegan. Yeah, I mean, vegan restaurants and vegan product lines, right? Yeah, I mean, you had the summit. Yes. The summit was. You when you had the summit, you had everything vegan, but you only had a few spot. You know, you only had a few vendors there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I recall, like you had long lines of people waiting for food because you only had a few vendors there, and they were like, I'm sure they made a lot of money because there were a zillion people patronizing those things. But um, well, the, the, I think uh, the the uh, this being in L.A. and being an outdoor festival, I, I already have people contacting me. So I think that this is uh, this is going to be well. The attendance. I mean, uh, we're hoping that it might be five thousand people, and uh, the uh, you know we we intend to have uh, 
a, a good amount of vendors out there. So um, there's the the Veg Fest in L.A. Veg Fest L.A. is taking place May 6th at the exact same location. Um, this is an event that I guess I started in, in this location back in uh, 2000. We we did World Fest, which was the vegan event there, and it has now become uh, Veg Fest LA. But it's in that location. There are many vendors, and um, so I'm looking for this to have uh, 5,000 people and and lots of vendors. For some reason, you say LA Reggae Vegan Fest, and people think it's a lot of fun and they want to be there. And uh, so uh, I think it uh, has has a lot of potential. So right. And this is, you know, you say, well, you know, you would never want to do this or be in the position to do this. And, uh, you know, these things do drive me crazy. But it is like for that one moment in space and time creating a vegan world. We're going to have, you know, however, the fence is, I think the fence is 500 feet by 500 feet. Okay. Well, in that area, we have created the vegan world at least for a day. And uh, maybe it right. uh, grows out from there. But uh right. Yeah, no, no, I, I, look, I I think it's, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm not saying I'm not glad you're doing it. I'm going to come. But, but I, I, you know, I'll support it. But I just think, you know, it's like the thought of that is like sort of, as a matter of fact, my palms are sweat. I mean, I I remember, you know, you know, those things are a lot of work and, and, um, and I think they have a lot of benefit, but they're a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And as you know, and, um, and, uh, you know, you can never, you know, you can never satisfy people too, because no matter what you do, people complain. And um, right, right, right. You know, so. but it, it is what it is. It is what it is. And you but, know, you just we have uh, actually we have an, an an amazing lineup of reggae performers that uh, I mean, people are going to love. I mean, we'll start in the morning with uh, a children's show with Jamaica Bob. He's vegan. We have uh, the Simpkin Project. Uh, and a bunch of the guys in that band are vegan. Lamore and the Mystic Band, who played at the World Vegan Summit and Expo. And then we have uh, Sister Carol. Um, then uh, Bushman, who's really popular, a very, very strong vegan message in his music. And Maccabee is confirmed also for this event. A very, you know, great vegan songs. You heard him on Radio Bobby doing uh, Too Much Chicken. And Maccabee every week does, uh, if you go to his YouTube channel, he has Medical Mondays and Wami Eat Wednesdays. And he's always featuring a different fruit or vegetable uh, with a rhyme that goes along with it. So he's he's really into it. So it's he's coming all the way from the UK to perform. And uh, Bushman coming uh-huh. from Jamaica, yeah, and uh, and Glenn Washington. So um, it's really like like a lineup of, of of reggae musicians, like like it's superstar reggae performers. So people are going to come out. They're going to love the music, and it's brought to them by uh, veganism. You know, you can have an event uh, put on by McDonald's, and they tell you eat a hamburger. Well, this is going to be a great musical event, and. We'll we'll hear a bit about veganism and the animals and uh, and health and the environment and all of that. Well, obviously, obviously, um, I know you're going to have work uh, to to verify that, but I know that there won't be an, a single non-vegan um, item being sold or promoted at your event. So, absolutely everyone, not. I mean, that was the way it was at World exactly. Fest and all of my past so, events. So we I, we chase somebody uh, we chase somebody out of the park for having gelatin in some 
like gummy bear things or something. Right. You know, it's like the yeah, vegan I, police will escort you now. We're we're all trying here, and um, <laughs> someone might draw a different line and criticize you for for your choice of where the line was drawn, but um, that comes with the territory, doesn't it? Yeah, apparently and, so. We were, so. were talking about a couple of conferences that we. Um, we, uh, Gary and I, and some other people organized um, at found at, uh, at Rutgers, but you know we had a facility that wasn't it wasn't a vegan hotel. It was you know one of the big chains. They they accommodated. It was the Hilton, right? Yeah, I think so. Hilton. They accommodated all our requests, and they were very serious about about our concerns, and they pulled it off. But um, you know we gave money to a, a, a chain that sells meat every other day. And um, you know, I don't know what the carpets were made of, and all that sort of thing. It's but you do what you can with all the considerations, you know. Um, we had we had vegan we had vegan toiletries in each right. room, and we had we didn't have any down, you know, like down pillows or stuff. But I'm sure that the flo- I'm sure that there was like wool in the carpets yeah, and stuff. I, I mean, the, the you know, easy chairs were stuffed yeah, with and yeah, sort of yeah, exa- exactly. But it's hard they, to get them to remodel the whole, whole right, hotel exactly. in advance. So. It's, it's, you know, in some instances, you you do it imperfectly or you don't do it. And I think there's a value to do it in an imperfect world. You're going to have a vegan celebration, so. Um, you know, you might come to a different conclusion now, saying, mm, "I don't know if I would have done that," but we don't have to agree on everything. We're trying to promote vegan, you know, this vegan message. I mean, I, I you know, th- th- when I was in Asheville, um, I, I was very concerned that Whole Foods was there, and um, I was speaking with some of the people who were involved with organizing it. And they said, well, you know, but they only had vegan stuff there. And I said, I understand. I said, but but Whole Foods is is really sort of very responsible for the whole happy exploitation movement. I mean, it was in 19 or 2005, whatever, where when Peter Singer, uh, on behalf of all of the animal groups in this country in Viva, uh, the USA branch of the British group Viva, um, you know, announced that you know they were supportive and appreciative of the of the um you know the animal compassion standards or whatever idiotic program uh whole foods was using to promote happy exploitation i mean that was the beginning of the happy exploitation movement where all the groups got behind this idea that there's a compassionate way to exploit animals and 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 so mackey became and john you know john mackey i mean it was it was it was you know, I mean, it was um, to me horrifying, and and um, you know, I would not have them. I mean, you know, it's like I, I mean, one of the things I talk about in this essay I wrote about Reagan is, you know, after Reagan decided that he was no longer going to take um, sort of a bright line position of rejecting welfareism, he had a conference. He had a conference. Um, he he sponsored a conference with Kim Stallwood, who's who's in a complete welfareist, and they had John Mackey being one of the principal speakers. And, you know, I mean, I, that, I think that that's appalling um, that, you know, that, that somebody who promotes animal rights or, or, or had promoted animal rights um, 
would have John Mackey speaking at an event. I mean, I just, I, you know, I mean, I, I just, I could understand inviting John Mackey to a debate or something like that, but to put him as a, as a keynote speaker and to talk about, you know, what an important person he is because he's changing the world for animals. Cause the, the, the topic of the conference was the power of one. And he was somebody who was illustrating the power of one about really what great things you can do. What one thing, what great things one person can do. I think that's absurd. But um, you know, and I think so, he was the hero because he personally was vegan, even though he sold more meat than anybody practically. In the exactly, country. exactly. You know, and and, and, and was the hero some, of a farm sanctuary, and and uh, Gene Bowers' hero, and you know, really, it's uh, it was all so so backward because here, you know, it's uh, here's a great vegan now. Now go buy, you know, humane veal. You know. Yeah, and and he also has a, a, a strange set of. Political and social beliefs too. Yeah, so he, not exactly. He's, that I would want to he's hold got. Up he's as, he's know, a vegan he, hero. Like he doesn't like unions and stuff like that. But um, oh, and had, but, all, had had prison help, right? Or used used prison labor. Also. I don't know. Did he? Yeah, I, I have not. So. I think so. Though, because I buy things at Whole Foods. Yeah, um, right. I shop at Whole Foods all the time. So right. I'm putting right. money into into that. Um, it's um, it, it's very very complicated, but. Uh, Right, and and Whole Foods has like the the best selection of foods for vegans to a degree. Whole, Whole Foods like has that. got Whole Foods has got a lot of stuff. I mean, I can I can do all my shopping at Whole Foods, and I'm in you know I'm great. I'm, everything's great, and I can get whatever I need there. Um, by and large, um, you, you know, uh, but. You know, it makes me every time. But they had the best butchers competition. The animal rights people on stage with the best butchers. Exactly, and you had you had you had Mayun Park, who was the who was uh, the the, she was the MC. Yeah, she was she was the MC of best butchers. Right, exactly. Beaming on stage when they were you know like like carving up uh, cadavers. She's like beaming on stage from from compassion compassion over killing. Now the question I want to know is. Will you allow? Here's a question: What if Bruce Friedrich <laughs> approaches you and says he wants to have the Clean Meat Institute there? He wants to sort of pass out samples of, <laughs> of in vitro meat. I think we know uh, the answer to that one. <laughs> well, we, we know the answer to that one. Any anyway, you know, the, those are animal derived products anyway, right? They're not they're not vegan products. They. They're, not doing that one. They're, so they're animal yeah. cells fed with, uh, you know, the blood of unborn cows. So probably yeah, no, not, I know. No, it's, no, it's, no clean meat. No clean meat. So. No clean meat. All right, Bob. No well, meat, I, think we, yeah. I think we've solved these well, problems. It's a thorny issue. It's a thorny, it's a thorny set of issues. It is. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, the question is, would I allow Bruce Friedrich in at all? Uh, I think that's Well, <laughs> that's an <laughs> okay, interesting, interesting question. Although, uh, you know, the he, early bird tickets are on sale soon, so if Bruce is listening, I know, I know he likes to put his money into Chipotle and, you know, likes to get uh, coupons to eat at Chipotle, but, uh, you know. And the, tell us the, the dates that so people can yes, clear Yes, October 7th, right, yes, October 7th. Sunday, October 7th at Woodley Park in Van Nuys, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and... Uh, you know, there's never been anything like it. L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest, and uh, the website is L.A. Reggae Vegan dot com. I'll start putting it on my Facebook page. All right, Bob, we and will you'll, talk. You'll next be speaking week. there that day, Gary, and I hope Anna yes, that you'll be I able will. to be there too. So, uh, yes, I hope so. 
Okay. Yeah, we're both big. We're both big reggae fans. Are you? Anyway, are you? This this will. Oh be, yeah, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Well, this this will be this will be your day. It'll be spectacular. You love it so. Um, yeah, we'll have a great time out there. Uh, we will be there with five thousand other friends having a great time. Excellent. All right, Bob. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Good talking to you again. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Anna. Bye, Bob. Bye, bye, Bob. Thank you. GoVeganRadio.com on Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, and Twitter at GoVeganRadio. Um, also, RadioBobby.com, our 24 7 music station with no interruptions um, for um, with no interruptions with ads for anything to do with meat, dairy, fish, eggs, anything to do with eating animals, wearing animals, um, using animals in any way. So, that's a nice escape. You get away from those offensive commercials about eating, uh, you know, uh, animal body parts, cadavers, corpses, excretions, secretions, uh, and you get great music, like music that you will really love, like you've never heard anything like it at RadioBobby.com. Please support the program through Patreon. All the information you need about that is at uh, GoVeganRadio.com. Uh, and we ask we ask you to support your local vegan restaurants. Support your local 100% vegan restaurants. As you heard in our discussion uh, just a little while ago with uh, Gary and Anna, um, we uh, were welcoming uh, vegan restaurants to LA Reggae Vegan Fest. We were open to participation uh, from 100% vegan restaurants at LA Reggae Vegan Fest. We ask that you support 100% vegan restaurants. They they really put it on the line, actually, you know. So, and if you're in the Bay Area, Northern California, you have one of the best in San Jose Vegetarian House at 520 East Santa Clara Street. Um, what a wonderful... Check out the menu at vegetarianhouse.us. You'll see vegans don't sacrifice anything or anyone. Um, and the food is delicious. We're foodies. You'll find that out if you come to L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest. You'll find that out if you go over to Vegetarian House. Vegetarian House caters. So if you have an event coming up, a social event, a business event, and uh, the food has to be special or at least you know, fantastic. Uh, get in touch with Vegetarian House, vegetarianhouse.us. And um, visit possumswelcome.org to learn about an animal sanctuary in the making. This nonprofit is seeking coastal land for a farm animal sanctuary with the vision including a vegan cafe, a B&B, and Weekly seminars on being vegan, veganic farming, cooking, yoga, help make the dream come true. 
visit possumswelcome.org. And if you want to support a hot and sexy vegan fashion line, go to sonusdenim.com. That's sonus, strawberry, onion, nut, apple, strawberry, denim.com. Jeans are uniquely made with 50 patches of denim right here in sunny, drought-stricken, wildfire-ravaged uh, California. Um, they're great-looking, great-feeling, yoga pants, too, denim for men, denim for women, sonasdenim.com, S-O-N-A-S, denim.com. Okay. Uh, I think that uh, that just about does, does it for, uh, for this week's program. I have to get back to the details related to L.A. Reggae Vegan Fest. And uh, remember, tickets could be on sale right now, or they could be on sale very, very soon, moments from now, or, or a day or two from now. Or if you're listening to this podcast way in the future, they could be sold out by now. You don't you don't want to miss out on this show. This uh, It's really one of the great musical events ever uh, LA Reggae veganfest.com thank you for listening and uh, we'll get back again uh, together on the podcast next week <laughs>